0: How many people did we just lose as followers? (laughs) No, that's not to say- How many of the 10 people that were listening are no longer with us?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Spirited Body. I'm your host, James, and I'm here with my really good friend, Katie. Hello, hello. Um. And I just want to say hello to all the fellow experiencers out there, the experiencers of this planet. Uh, This is the podcast where we get to talk about being a spirit on the physical plane, being a spirit on this earth and uh, trying to figure out how to do it and letting my guides help us talk to us about what to do, how to do it easier, um, how to become more in touch with who we really are so that our lives here can be uh, more at ease. Mm. More balanced, more simple. Uh, So, how have you been? Good. We
0: didn't meet last week.
1: We did not.
0: So, it always feels like a lot to catch up on.
1: Yeah. I was in New Orleans. And were were you, you were somewhere, right? Last weekend?
0: I was in Disneyland. That's right. For my friend's Bachelorette party. That's right. That's where she wanted to go. And I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. How was your trip?
1: It was um, hot and sweaty and humid. But it was great. It was my sister's uh, 50th.
0: It was her 50th. 50th. Oh, that's a big one.
1: It's a big one. And it's right around the corner for I was going to say, I didn't realize your sister was
0: older than you. I thought she was younger than you. No,
1: she's older. I should tell her I said
0: that because women like to hear that. <laughs> Which is really fucked up because yeah.
1: we shouldn't think like
0: that. Yeah.
1: Um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, the energy in New Orleans is just crazy. Like from a spiritual mm. perspective. Well, it's, it's crazy from Anywhere the-
0: there's like a lot of- like you were saying earlier, like history like that, mm-hmm. that's, there's going to be extra.
1: Yeah. And the, in the, like, uh, I, I've told everyone that, that, uh, that I've been there, the energy there is so uh, bubbly. It's mm. so, um, it's not like this. It's, it, it's just like peaks, spikes mm. and it's so um, present and it's really centered around the divide between have and have not power and disempowered. Um, oppressed and oppressor that's the prevailing energy that i felt there and Mm. it it's it was just crazy and then talking to like our uber driver or other people and they would reiterate those themes to me Mm -hmm. without speaking directly to my sense of energy it's not like i said i feel a lot of
0: it's weird when you just like tap into something and then the universe goes yep let me confirm it for you yep Yep. And you're like, oh, this is freaking me out.
1: And it was great. And, you know, we did, um, I had a voodoo priestess give me a bone reading, which was great.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. (sighs) James. (sighs) I feel like you're always like 50 steps ahead of me. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting it now, James. I'm getting it. You're like, actually, I did a bone reading. What does that mean?
1: She had skull bones from an animal.
0: But what? I didn't even know this was a thing.
1: And she... Put them in her hands and she threw them down. It was great because.
0: But what. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what, what is the significance? Is there like, I want to understand. I don't
1: know how, what, what information. I don't know how she obtained but the bones, information. the bones,
0: the skulls are an important piece of this.
1: Yeah. So she took the bones. Okay. And she threw them down on the table and she said, you're going to live until you're 91 or 90, between 91 and 93. And she picked them up again. She threw them down. And red is the color that's really good for you. And she picked him up and threw around eight is a really important. Number. I mean, it was that quick. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. It wasn't like she sat there and, and was like, mm. it was like immediate.
0: 91 to 93,
1: mm-hmm. huh? Yep. She said, uh, uh, eight is a really good number for me. So like August is going to be a really good month. Uh, and any eight. Do you uh, see date, a lot like eight? No, not really. Um, and red, she said, red is up your power color. And I was wearing my bag and she was like, Ooh, like, like you're wearing. And it was just, it was, it was fascinating because I've never had uh, a reading in that way. And yeah. I, I like, ha- uh, seeing different people use different mediums in order to get their information, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's cards or bones or tea leaves or palms. And she, I never
0: had considered like the different.
1: Yeah. And, and so people use, um, like the, another, uh, person I went and, and saw, he did cards, but it's not like he looked at the card and just said, Oh, this card means this. It was like he, you could tell he was using them as a medium through which to work. Yeah. 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 And when I was doing, um, psychic work in my teens, I just used a plain deck mm. and I didn't even realize what I was doing. Someone, yeah. someone showed me this way to use cards to do re- what quote unquote relationship readings. And, but when I laid the cards out, I would just, the process would give me information, not necessarily what the card said, but the process. Mm. I was getting information, not even realizing what I was doing.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny actually, cause I had a reading over the last couple of weeks too, which I I honestly am trying to think if I've had a reading outside of you and I don't know that I have. I think this was my first one.
1: And it was terrible, right? It didn't hold a candle.
0: (laughs) Um, No. So my friend and I went into this really cool shop that had like decks and crystals and different things. And then we noticed that the shop did readings. But it was like they were like, oh, we're not doing readings today. But like, here's our website and here's all the different people who do readings. So I told my friend, go look and see who resonates with you you know, text me two people and I'll look and will I'll text you two people and we'll see if there's any overlap. And there was an overlap, which was, I thought was interesting because there was like, you know, I'm not shocked. Yeah. So there was an overlap and then we messaged her and she was like, Oh, I, I said, we only can do this day because we were having to travel up to Sierra." And she was like, Oh, I don't go to the shop that day. Maybe you could just come to my house if you want. We were like, okay. <laughs> and then, well, what was funny is my friend had had a reading the month before and she went in and to this woman's house and she felt very uneasy. And she felt like the woman definitely had some powers and she was really mindful. Like she didn't feel safe, I think. And my friend and I do have this tendency I've noticed between us where we were just kind of like, we have a little bit of a similar life lesson, which is why I think we connect, which is kind of on, on the, On the idea that like, if you're just super kind to everyone, they're just automatically going to be nice back. And just even if they're totally not nice to you, just keep being kind, which can lend itself to people really taking advantage. And so I think that that's all, you know, so she went and saw this woman and then she was really kind of scared. And so she has kind of coming off of that experience. And then I was like, well, I think we have to keep in mind that just because someone has spiritual power doesn't necessarily mean it's going to resonate with your truth. And that people can use their spiritual gifts for all types of things. And it doesn't always align with just because they have spiritual gifts that it's going to maybe align for what we call good or higher self. And so when we go into this woman's house, I think we need to just trust our intuition. So there was a little bit of dialoguing about that. And so we went in and right away, there was zero red flags. Right away, I was like, oh, shit. We're here for a reason. (laughs) There was no fear. There was no, my intuition, it was, it was almost like I was just being held so tight Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to question anything. And the reading was super quick for each of us. And it was just to the point. I
1: love that.
0: And there was no bone in my body or fiber of my being that was like, I don't know. Yeah. It was like, oh fuck. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And it was a real intense experience. And I have been struggling myself for years with confidence in my business because my partner and I run the business together. And I'll just be transparent that I've always viewed him smarter than me, uh, more business minded than me. Uh, You know, oh, you know how to make revenue better than I do or, you know. And but I always have had this part of me that has tried to drive our business in a certain way. But I feel like I have to go over a lot of hurdles, or if I really want to, like, you know, share my vision or share this, it's like I really have to energetically prepare for that and have a good argument instead of just like flowing and following my intuition. I'm kind of like constantly like, oh, can we try it this way? Or and so we were there, and right right off the bat, who's running your business? (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, uh, we both are. And she's like, I can tell that you have a very, and she was using cards. She was like, you have a very powerful message and it's, you need to, you need to share it. And and I know that you go through this mo- thing in your mind where you decide like, oh, am I going to fight this battle? And you like, really like, she goes, this is a battle you absolutely need to fight. And one of the cards had this woman and she had chains around her. And then she was like in a circle of swords, but there was an opening. So it wasn't like a complete circle and the chains were on her body kind of loosely. And she said, this woman is putting herself in this position, but she could just wiggle her body and the chains would fall and she'd walk away from the swords. And so, and the funniest thing is the first therapist I ever got told me right away, um, you are a bird in a cage with the door open. (laughs) And so it was really bizarre. And she was like, I need you. And she was like, so I need you to go print business cards. She goes, I know this is going to sound funny, but it's a really important exercise. I need you to go print business cards and put your name on there and put CEO with the business name. And I was like, hi, I was like, swe- <laughs> I was like sweating. I had a shower after the reading and, and I said, okay, I hear you. I hear you. But like, that feels really uncomfortable for me to like be in the, the full leadership position on my own. Right. And she said, I, I know it does. And you're going to think it's your ego. And let me just tell you, it's not. And I actually need to reframe it for you. It's actually your responsibility to get this message out there into the world about what you need to do through your company and if you don't some rich entitled white man will do it instead and fuck it all up. So it's actually yours for the taking and it's actually your responsibility for our, for our greater world out there. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and now that I've m- said it on the air I actually need to do this <laughs> business card thing, but I'm well, just, I good. haven't I haven't been able to do it.
1: Well, and and what just came to me when you were talking is that idea of being in the swords and in the chains that's your relationship to the physical world around you and your physical, you know, experiences and on the on this earth plane as where you're reacting from so you're bouncing from one sword back to the next to the next and bound and they're just asking you showing you Let's just spend more time in relation to this particular problem, connected to your highest self.
0: So you're saying that that debt, that card that she drew for me was really showing that when I am showing up in the world, I'm coming from that place sometimes, which is fear.
1: No, at or work, no? work.
0: At work. Oh, uh oh. Work. Well, did I ever tell you guys the story? I think I did tell you the story about. I mean, like really. This business that we've run for a long time has been, we, we've shifted our model. Uh, but the old business model that we were running was very male dominated industry. And I would go to these events that my partner wanted to go to. And I was like, there are no women here. It was kind of proving my narrative that he knew better and he knew this. And like people would say things to me when I would go, oh, I didn't know we were bringing our wives to this dinner. Like literally, they would say that to me. And I fucking believed them, James, for years. And it wasn't until like that one particular incident, I was really shook by that. But I was like, well, it's probably true. And I believed that. And then a couple years later, once I was like slowly just coming out of that, which I'm still like only like 5% out of, but I remember thinking, fuck, I'm actually a lot smarter than that person who said that. And I just didn't know it. Like I would like, I would love to actually, I'd be like, let's go, bro. Yeah. Like I got you, you know, like I, I, I couldn't even believe that I couldn't see it at that time. I literally allowed this chauvinistic male's perspective to like rule my narrative.
1: And those, uh, so I'm just going to keep going on this theme because I think, it. I mean, obviously I'm getting told to, and okay. I'm, I'm getting led to, but your, those swords, the circle of swords and the, was that like a sword card? Was it yeah. like eight of swords or something?
0: I think it was eight of swords.
1: Yeah. So Um, I don't know tarot. I'm just letting you know. I don't, but that's what I, the picture I got. Um, But anyway, uh, that those, that circle of swords and chains are your attachments to beliefs and you're reacting from those Mm. attachments. Okay. And you know, attachment is just a false belief that you react from.
0: Mm. I can see where it's funny because I can see where I've done that. And I just have curiosity about where I still do it that I don't realize.
1: So that's, that's funny. Cause that card is so perfectly represents like what, what we've been talking about here, how we need to be above these things. But,
0: but you know, what's really interesting is I definitely have like so much more work to do in this. And I have um, that same friend I was just talking about. I know that she's in my life for a reason because this business area where I really do struggle with, particularly that image of that card. She does not. And she has kind of been in my ear the whole time, like in a meaningful way, like you already do this, like you don't have anything to learn. You're already doing it. Like, I'm like, well, I got to go back and get my MBA. I think I'm going to do She's like, but you don't need to Katie, because you're literally, I'm watching you. And she's actually consulted for our business, which is great. Cause I know that she has perspective into it. And so she's really helped me build my confidence a little bit, but you know, What's interesting is as I come out of it and I just say, "No, nope, we're going to move the company in this direction. This is our mission. Like it all feels effortless now. And ironically, the business is getting traction. The business is getting funding. The mm. business is getting customers. The business, I'm like, huh. oh, that's not, that's not coincidental nope. that, that we didn't get that for two years. And now all of a sudden we are, as I continue to lean into what feels true and just, let all of those old narratives slip to the wayside. So I know I have so much more work to do in that.
1: And we all do. And the, uh, and the thing that I really uh, like about what, what, you know, this kind of idea of stepping into yourself and understanding uh, who you are on the highest level and being able to access that and function from that is our attachments are situational, Mm -hmm. you know, like not everybody has every area of their life. That's terrible or frustrating or constricted. Not, not everybody has that. Yeah. We, we all have, nobody really has every area of their life. We all have areas of our life that are going better than others. Absolutely. And the areas that aren't going all well are the areas that need investigating mm-hmm. are the ones that where you're, you haven't really come to terms with that, or you're reacting from, you have a, uh, some sort of imagined belief or attachment, or you, you're not, you're not living in relation to your highest self. You're living in a relation to something else. uh, So, um, I think it's, it's something to keep in mind that Mm. it's not like all or nothing. Yeah. We, we are very dynamic beings. We've got different areas of our life. There's lots of layers. There's lots of layers. And some of those layers are going great. Others Mm -hmm. aren't. And we get to learn from areas that are going well and apply that to areas that aren't. And I think it's, uh,
0: I think this is a perfect segue into that organically evolved in that. it, It is, it is this connection with self And I think that like, it's really actually, if you can, from my experience, and even in the last couple of months when I just stop and I just go, well, take a look around and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uncover these layers. And as I do, I, I can feel it inside at my deepest part that like, yeah, this is the work you're supposed to be doing. Keep doing it. And then it is kind of flowing around. me. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay. Like there are signs I feel like the universe wants to give us if we're ready just to stop and listen.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, speaking of layers. We went to this amazing restaurant with like a seven layer coconut cake (sighs) from the South. I mean, I I, say no more. The food was insane. I I I feel like we need to have food here. The best fried chicken I have ever had. It came with the avocado toast in the morning. It was so, it was the best fried chicken I've ever had. Incredible. It was
0: better than Bantam
1: uh, by a mile.
0: Oh, oh. Okay.
1: Uh, by a mile. Um, okay. So the topic that they wanted us to talk about this week is connection to your soul, mm. uh, which, you know, it's obviously we've been talking about connection to your soul. This has been the the overriding theme through everything they've been talking about. It is their gateway to living your best existence here. Mm. And uh. It's, it's funny because we talked about connection on the last episode and, uh, now they want to talk about connection to your soul. So, uh, it's kind of, it's an interesting topic. I, 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 I'm like, well, you're always talking about connection to your soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you've talked about it every single time. Um, how are we going to apply it here? So, um, this is them specifically talking about connection to your soul. Um, there for this reading, this channel that i got there's um there's a few parts of it where i just wrote down kind of like the main message but there's always information underneath uh more expository information there's a better explanation so when those points come up uh i'm hopeful that they'll give me the little flicker of light okay. that says like oh explain I'll explain this more so i think I, I i'm likely to do some stopping and having dialogue okay um and as always if if you have questions about what they're saying and what clair- clarity
0: so do you want me to stop you in the middle or wait till the
1: end um i think this is a pretty easy concept that we don't have to necessarily read through it all i think this organically allows us to easy concept sort of talk. is all
0: relative i'm going to be confused the whole time but yeah <laughs>
1: um but it's a, it's it's interesting because it again it just reiterates a lot of what they said before and gives some uh Tips on how we can practice doing it.
0: I love that. Let's do it.
1: I know. I love their tips. Um, all right. Glasses on. So this uh, this is, again, from the Council of Light. And this is uh, about connection to your soul. Uh, this first line is for me. The first couple lines are for me. We invite you to feel the earth pulling you to stay rooted and attentive to your energetic shifts. Pay attention to the flow of energy as it is entering you. provide you with learning and understanding so that you may share it with your world. We intended the messages to be delivered in the hopes of change and minor shifts in those that hear. Change rarely occurs completely, but in gradual shifts, gradual steps to understanding, usually so subtle that you have shifted your thoughts and behavior without really knowing that you are in a completely different space and act as a new person. This is the sign of lasting true changes as it has become automatic for you. Large shifts in learning and understanding do not necessarily become automatic because they are so large that the change in your life would be too overwhelming and your systems and patterns in your life are passively working to keep your behavior the same.
0: That I just have to say a
1: 10 second funny thing about
0: that. So. I'm pretty like mindful or like curious about making sure my kids like have exposure to like more meaningful things. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty mindful of like what they read and watch or whatever. And for years I've always loved the Berenstain bears because I'm like, Oh, it's so wholesome and it's pretty innocent and they have these good lessons. And last night my daughter was like, can you read the Berenstain bears before we go? I was like, sure. And I'm like reading it and I'm like, who was this person inside of you, Katie? Like a few years ago that believed that this, like the mom's at home and the dad's at work and he's like tinkering in the garage and the mom's making the food. And I'm like, <laughs> we gotta throw these books away. <laughs> like not that the people who wrote them didn't have good intentions at the time, but it was that exact moment that I went, whoa, look at all the shifting you've done in your thinking. And you're right, it didn't happen overnight. But two years ago, I was like, this is the gold standard for books that children should read for their to their children. And last night I was like, I don't know that I can read these books anymore. It was crazy. Um, You just don't notice it happening.
1: You don't. And it's funny, the overlap in what I do when I work with people's bodies physically is over the almost three decades that I've been doing this, what I go for with my clients is you need to make small changes. Don't make you, there's no way you're going to overload the system to change Mm -hmm. that quickly. You make the small changes. They're really easy. Then you can incorporate it easily. The um when I do work with people, they give me this they give me this image a few years ago that your energetic structure and and your crystalline structure, it's it's I know it's kind of a concept, but if you can I
0: thought you said this was gonna be easy.
1: If you, <laughs> if you picture like a uh, just a crystal geometric structure okay. and it's like the patterns of your energy and how your energetic pattern flows, it becomes sort of solidified. Okay. And so your, your reactions and your behaviors and your, and have a flow of energy. Okay. And it's, it's like uh, a circus tent where you have the pole that holds up the circus tent is not only held in place by the ropes that are tying it there, but the weight of the tent is pushing it down, um, that how the rest of the tent is anchored down applies tension to that pole and it adds to the strength and solidity of that pole. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so if you think of that crystalline structure, which is the patterns that we practice a lot and that our energy flows around them and flows through them and, and sort of flows along them. If I remove a piece of that, structure it comes down it but it doesn't because so like for the structure of the um of the energetic structure this crystalline okay. structure the energy flow doesn't change immediately because okay. everything has to shift to readjust I in see. order to okay. sustain a new piece the tendency is going to be i'm going to keep that structure because it's not just the tent pole that's holding up the um The tent, it's the tent itself is creating shape. The tent itself is adding to the structural integrity. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So in the, in the idea, yes, if I remove a tent pole, the tent is going to come down. But if I remove a minor pole, it's not going to affect the tent. And in the crystalline structure of your energetic patterns, if I remove a significant piece of that structure, the whole structure doesn't change immediately because the patterns of energy continue so to flow like
0: over and over and over again until the structure actually does change. Yes. Yeah. And so you will have moments where you look back and go, "Whoa, I see it differently now, but you won't notice it
1: while it's happening It in order to what they're saying is in order to have lasting change, it needs to be minor. Ah. If you have a major removal, the energetic structure is so in place to keep things going exactly as they are. You're going to fall into your old pattern very, very quickly Mm. because the actual energy, it's like two things need to change. You know, remove the pole Mm -hmm. or that hard crystallized structure and you need to keep that consciousness of removal uh, to allow the energy to change around it.
0: Well, that's that energy worker that you and I both go to. Mm -hmm. That's the whole work with her is like every three or four or five there's not even like a time limit on it, but like every once in a while I'll be like, whoa, I used to do this thing and I don't really do it that way anymore. And it and it and it's never gradual. Like little things like, oh weird. I don't really watch TV that much anymore. But like it wasn't like a conscious choice to do it it felt like just an energetic shift in my body that then moved me in a different it direction. It naturally just is. Doesn't, yeah, just is. And I actually don't even notice that it's happening in the moment, but like six months will go by and I'll be like, Oh, you used to watch TV every day. And now you watch it twice a week. Like right. what happened? And I'm right. like, I don't actually know. And not that I'm saying watching TV is bad. I just noticed that like I do things in a different way that changed. serves me
1: in a different way. Exactly. Right. And so their, their point is gradual is better.
0: Yeah. I can see that. I
1: can feel that actually, because you can't, sustain a major change for too long. Mm -hmm. It's too disruptive.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, So the best and most permanent change occurs so slowly that it does not cause major disruption to your life, which can be more easily adopted and changed. So there you go. Okay.
0: That that resonates.
1: And, and I think, I think it's important to understand because when we are trying to be active changers, And we're trying to, you know, uh, uh, filter this stuff through. It doesn't have to be everything. It can just be one small thing. It can be one thought that you're holding in your head that's easy to grasp. Oh, I can do that.
0: Are you saying, because actually this is reminding me of like that sign that the energy worker has in her office. That's like myth, you know, healing takes a lot of energy. So what what I'm hearing you say and what I'm hearing that they're saying through the channel is that, it's actually just like a a trusting in 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 the evolution of your higher self where you aren't going to have to like, you're not going to have to mentally wrap your mind around it and figure it out. It will just kind of naturally unfold and you barely will notice it. Yes. So it won't be like this thing that you will to, to fruition. It's like a, it's a natural micro progression of evolution. Yes. Of self.
1: You, you listen to the, 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 the topics you listen to the ideas you roll them around and go oh yeah actually that makes sense and you can apply them in in gentle ways in your life you don't need to throw out all your books and cut ties with everyone that makes you feel bad like that's yeah. not the point they're making and
0: i've done that too and that doesn't
1: work and it's going to be the slow yeah pieces it's i'm going to incorporate this little piece and you're going to move that dial just a little bit in one direction mm-hmm. and then that allows you to do another and then another, and then another, and then pretty soon you're pointed in a whole different direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, now that you're saying that, anything that has felt like a significant shift in my life was not bent by the will of my mind. It was the openness of my mind and the trusting of what my body would do with that information.
1: And exactly right. And this is making me Did think- it by
0: itself, kind of. Right. Just, just the idea of like, I'm gonna come to this- with an open mind and not do anything necessarily that has, I actually never thought about it that way, but that has been probably the biggest, which is actually a great lesson for me because I want to overuse my brain to sort things out. And that just doesn't serve me all the time.
1: Right. And I think too, and I, and I feel compelled to just apply this to politics, a small amount, Uh uh, our system of government as we currently know it and love it.
0: It's going so well.
1: It's so well. Um, part is to recognize that when one side is aggressive and saying, we need to move the needle all the way over to this side, um, that is too big of a shift energy. Let's just talk energy on an energetic level. It's too difficult to get people to go there Mm -hmm. lasting and, uh, meaningfully. Mm -hmm. And to understand, it just takes one little step and then one little step and one little step. It's not going to happen all at once. Yeah. And is the needle moving in the direction you want it or is the needle moving in the direction you don't? So you may not get everything you want. You know, I would love to go from where I am now to this enlightened floating creature. I, I can't have it all at once. I am I get to take small steps toward it because if I change this like that, it's not going to be a permanent shift. Yeah. And, and I guess even in your life, when you are asking other people to change, you, you can't, you can't go from, you know, one version to the next, you know, so completely differently. You just can't, can't do, you can't ask somebody to do that. It's not going to happen. Energetically, it can't happen.
0: That makes sense now. I hadn't thought about it in that way before.
1: Okay. So let's go back to the channel. Okay. We say this to you to prepare you for the information we wish to share with you today. This is a large topic for learning, studying, attempting, and growing. Everything that we have shared with you previously will get you to a greater connection to your soul, but we would like to speak to you of the matter now more plainly and specifically. Firstly, understand that you are never disconnected from your soul. It is the source of your presence here and the essence of your presence on this planet. It is impossible to disconnect from it.
0: That's actually very reassuring.
1: When we speak of connection to your soul, we are speaking of a conscious attention to your highest self, the self that exists without contrast and without suffering, worry, or threat of loss. This is the part of you that contains you and the whole of the universe, the part of you that is balanced, at ease, and unperturbed as it knows infinity. It knows timelessness. It knows the true connection to all things. Imagine if you could look at the earth through this lens. What would you change? How would you respond knowing true connection to all, timelessness, and the infinite? What would you care about? What would be important to you? What level of reaction would be different to the happenings in your life? Some of you can participate in this imaginary game easily, and some of you will struggle to connect to these images and ideas. A suggestion that we have for practice is to stand in front of the ocean or imagine you are. The vastness and enormity and motion can provide a glimpse of the infinite in a more tangible way. How insignificant are your problems if you were dropped into the middle of the ocean? Can you grasp the size and scale of it and how small you are compared to it? This is your experience here on this planet. This is only an example, a taste of the vastness of which you are a part.
0: Wow. So it's not really the vastness outside of your human experience. It's the vastness is you.
1: Yes. And I, you always come back to that thing. And I. <laughs>
0: Maybe like on episode 687, I'll be like, oh my God, I get it now. But I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep rolling. Yeah.
1: And I think uh, what was very interesting to me is understanding this concept that when you connect to your soul, because when I channel, I'm tapping into that space, right? And I don't, I've never really analyzed what that space was or what that meant. Or I might on some days like, When I try to analyze it, I I can sort of touch it, or but I just sort of take for granted what what happens. There's
0: not even a recognition of it,
1: right? Just doing it. And so to have it say, like the reason when you attach to your soul or you align with your soul, the reason it is calming, and the reason there's no emotional spikes, there's no need to defend, is because you are experiencing timelessness infinite everything mm. and what what is there to react to in that space
0: i mean nothing
1: what what is going to jar you hi i'm connected directly to the infinite what do you got what could you give me
0: the weather wasn't what i was hoping for today it's a little too hot <laughs>
1: It's, and I just that idea for me, it's was all like,
0: it's all bananas when you look at it that way about the things that we react to. It's bananas,
1: bananas. And and so and there and I do have to say I did do this channel at the beach. I haven't walked to the beach and just done a channel in a while. I don't know why I thought
0: you were going to say something like I did this channel drunk. I was like, <laughs> what?
1: But I was at the beach. And um, and so, of course, I would imagine they were like, see where you are right now. Yeah just look at the ocean. And I was like, wow, that's actually, and I, I mean, whenever I go to the ocean, that is a feeling that I have whether I necessarily identify it at all. And I think that's why people that are really into the ocean. I mean, we do live in an area where the world is centered around the ocean here, but that you are touching that idea where the ocean is so vast.
0: Well, it's like, if you've ever seen a school bus of a whale in the ocean, You're like, that is just a dot in this ocean. Yes. But like next to it, like one time we were on a boat and a, and um, a pod of whales came up right next to the boat. It's amazing. And it wasn't a conscious thought that led to the feeling of that experience. My body just felt this immense magnitude of huge energy right there. And it like cut me off guard. And I like flung back kind of like Mm -hmm. what is that energy it's right there and i'm like and that itself is just a drop in the bucket in the ocean and then the ocean and then it's like yeah you just keep expanding from there and it's like it's and it's not fathomable really it's
1: not and that is just the ocean yeah that is just an ocean on well i was talking about just
0: the one whale that was in in the ocean
1: (laughs) yeah so i i and i just i thought that Wow, that is how we as humans, a lot of humans, whether they realize it or not, and you know the surf culture much better than I do, uh, but that sort of hippie-
0: There's a a reverence for
1: the magnitude of it,
0: yeah, for sure. When you get out in the ocean on a surfboard or on whatever thing you like to do, your ego doesn't really get to go there because there are a lot of things in that ocean and just the ocean itself that can like fuck you up. And I've had a couple of times where I've been like, whoa, that was very scary. And my insignificance as a human being, like I felt the insignificance of my physical body in the presence of like, I've had like a huge giant like seal, like come right up next to me. It was very scary. Actually, the thing's head was bigger than like, um, it was insane. Luckily, my dad was with me and he was like, just keep paddling. Just go. Just keep going.
1: Just keep swimming. And
0: then I've had times where I've been out there and like, and I'm not, I don't even go out all the time. So people, pro- I mean, I go, I was out there one time and it was just, I, I underestimated my skill set for the way that the set was. And I could barely get in. The tide was high. There were rocks everywhere. It was very scary. No, thank you. And so, but that that's what you're saying though. Like we, we just need to zoom. Are you saying like, just zoom out? A little bit like we yeah. get so zoomed in into the human experience and that we forget the source or the connection of yes the greater existence.
1: To give yourself a, an idea of the infinite. I see. You can walk to the beach and look at the ocean and go, I can't comprehend how big this you is. You cannot,
0: yeah. And then and you think about is, like how big the earth is and compared to the rest right, of the universe. it's
1: That is insane. And so they're just like, this is the tangible idea of- Imagine if you were connected to just the the vastness of the ocean and how insignificant you are, just the vastness of the ocean and the power of the ocean.
0: And it's weird because like when I had just said that word insignificant and then you said it, I want to make sure that we clarify that for people. Because sometimes I have felt really depressed by that concept. Well, if I'm just so insignificant, like, what does it matter what I do? Can no. you help that? Because yes. I struggle with that a lot. Yes. Like, what does it really so, matter what I do no, if I'm that insignificant?
1: The significance of you as a being here, creating change, overcoming contrast is your value. But your connection to the infinite is what's going to make that process easier and more productive so you and are valuable and that when i
0: try to relate my physical human experience that's where the insignificance comes in because of the greater for like i i, I no. okay help me understand
1: when you can connect to timelessness to infinity and that you are made up of infinite and you can be present in that infinite space mhm the things that are happening to you on a daily basis become much less significant because you have all of time, all of the universe, all of every living thing, all of every not living thing connected to you. What value is the person that's driving slow in front of you? Mm. Why does that deserve a reaction? Someone's not driving as fast as you want them to in comparison to the vastness of the universe. It's pretty. Insignificant isn't even the word to describe yeah. it. And it's not that, that you your soul is insignificant or insignificant. It's what is That's happening the reaction, to you. The physical reaction. Of and it. what is happening to you? Does it deserve the reaction we give it? I see. Does it deserve the attention that we are affording it?
0: This is a big cookie that I'm just going to nibble yeah. each time we meet because it's But it's and that yeah.
1: the, what they're asking you to is just I'm just going to bite it off slowly put here. Put yourself in that understanding of if you stand at the ocean, the vastness of the ocean and you compared to the ocean, that sense of of it the power of the ocean is is not that you are insignificant. It's that what is happening in your life it, it can't sort of hold a candle to the power of the infinite universe. Like, okay. do you know what I mean? Am I explaining it correctly? I think so. That it's not about you as an individual. It's about what's happening in your life that we I as think. humans put significance on. I see.
0: But we're we're you, shifting our, our attention to the wrong significance.
1: Yeah. And if you can zoom out and say, actually I'm a part of, my truest part of me is actually a part of this. Something so much bigger So than much that. bigger. I'm connected to everything. Okay. I can think about, I can, yes. I'm. And I'm living in infinity and I'm living in that. I carry with me the infinite and compared to the infinite, someone said something at the coffee shop. Does that deserve a reaction? Should that alter me? I mean, that's what, what they're I mean, saying. What
0: did they do at the coffee I'm,
1: I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's.
0: I mean, if they gave me dairy instead of my almond milk, then I'm gonna. Then, be, no, I'm just kidding.
1: that's it. Um, the, the infinite really, really cares about that, but <laughs> 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 they're really upset about <laughs> cow. dairy Animal is aligned <laughs> with your significance. But it, I, I. But is that making yeah, more it does, sense? It does. It does. Yeah. And that that's why I mean, I'll
0: have to sit with it for a while, but but I I hear
1: the direction you're going in. That's why they're asking us to sit. Okay. Because when we meditate on, when when we touch that connection, everything becomes, takes a, is a few notches down in importance. Yes. So our reaction and our drive to react and control and everything gets taken down. That makes sense.
0: Okay. What do they got next for us?
1: It is easy for us to feel your struggle with these concepts. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. Did you know that was the next line?
1: I mean, no, not, not. (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Okay. It is easy for
1: us to feel your struggle with these concepts and your frustrations with not being able to connect to your soul. We want to remind you that you cannot get this wrong. It is not a monumental task that will require arduous work and attention. We want you to approach connection to your highest self as joyful and pleasurable. It is not sad or strenuous. There is no judgment there. You are not wrong. Also understand that there have been many times in everyone's life when they have felt connected to their soul. It could be through a loved one. It could be through music or art. It could be through substances. None of these are wrong or bad, but we want you to fully realize that you have been in connection to your soul in a way that was tangible and moving. It was altering. In this space, there is joy, ease, appreciation. There is high emotion, but not irrational emotion. Okay. So keep in mind, we've all touched it. We all can think of those experiences where we were Connected and rooted to something so deep, mm. um, we all have experience with it, and we just need to remember that that it's yeah. not something far away. We we know it. We can access it. We can. It it has been accessed. Okay. So it's
0: not something we, can, we have to try. Yeah, but to be aware of it might be
1: important. Yes.
0: Okay. That it exists.
1: This is the space that we want you to connect with often. This is the space that we want you to reach, understand, and become more familiar with. This is not the place that we expect you to live from for your entire existence as we have already shared. This is an impossibility and should not be something that you condemn yourself for. Mm. We want you to visit frequently and more easily know how to get there to help resolve your interpersonal issues and better understand yourself. Do you understand the you that is behind your thoughts and actions? Do you know what the highest and best version would choose to do? Do you have access to that person, that energy? This is the challenge for humans as this version of you is not sought after. It is often disregarded or not tapped into at all.
0: I mean, could we, could I say that our culture probably doesn't
1: value that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Or they value it probably in a very. uh,
0: I mean, when I, I feel I watch, I watch our culture dismiss those experiences that people have. Uh,
1: yes. Or they try to manufacture them or for gain. But the way our culture values this kind of connection is through a very limited window. And that window is organized religion, popular organized religion. And God, that it, need that is
0: intense for me. I never had thought about it in that way.
1: But that is, you can have a. Um, an ex- and that's
0: very confusing. That the, is very confusing.
1: And I'm not even saying it's real. But it, the societal acceptance of this is not. Comes I'm through that way. It's not I'm going to do LSD because I can connect to my soul. Or I'm going to do shrooms so I can connect to my soul. Or I'm going to meditate and sit by the ocean and wear a crystal. No, 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 no. But I can sit in a church and someone can pass out a wafer and blood and I can connect that way. And that's totally acceptable. And you've made your check mark, you know, Oh, soul connection, which I would argue is an even soul connection. But as a society, that's what we're saying is okay. How
0: many people did we just lose as followers?
1: <laughs> no, that's not to How say. How many of
0: the 10 people that were listening are no longer with us?
1: I would say that. That's,
0: see, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm very scared to talk about that because the culture does not just does not support those discussions. Yes. And I was raised in an environment where you do. The other day I texted one of my friends and I said, I have a curiosity about organized religion and I'm scared to ask you the question because I think I'm going to get in trouble. And she said, you can't even ask me a question. And I said, no, I don't want to disrespect the religion. And she said, yeah, go ahead and ask.
1: I think I'll be okay.
0: Well, I didn't want to, I won't ask the question on the air either. That's I'm not there yet, but I, I am afraid to disrespect something that has been instilled in me from probably a fear-based foundation that this is the belief and this is the way and anything outside of that is not acceptable. And so you're not allowed to question something like that. And right. you're not, even though you're maybe your soul or your heart yearn for deeper answers and deeper meaning. It's like, I am, I will tell you that I am spending a lot of time and energy in my thoughts and body, like consciously trying to break those beliefs because I see how they don't serve me. And even with that, and even with the guidance of like a therapist and a spiritual teacher and like different things, I like still can barely do it. Yeah. It, it Boggles my mind.
1: And I and I, I will say that it doesn't mean you can't achieve a soul connection through religion.
0: I I see that too. I see that too.
1: And, see that too. And, and this is not me.
0: But like I'm afraid to even ask a question yeah. about the religion for fear that like God will punish me.
1: Yeah. And and I what I want to clarify is my interpretation of what they're saying. And my interpret my my messages that I get about uh, you know. It's simply about, we talked about the the connection to your soul and not being, conne- not being um, recognized or um, allowed in society or validated or appreciated in society, except for religion. Now, I do have, personally, I have a lot of issues with organized religion when it gets so big.
0: Well, because it kind of takes you away from you.
1: Right. Because it's not about your truth. It's about the truth.
0: I mean- When I, I had just discovered this recently and I hadn't thought about it in 20 years. When I was in school learning about like the Big Bang Theory, there wasn't, maybe there was a discussion. We'll just, for my parents' sake, say there wasn't a discussion. But there was an understanding through the religion that we were a part of that I was not allowed to believe that. I was not allowed to be curious about science. And in the recent years, as I have sort of started peeling back the layers, it's funny, I learn more about myself and I, I have, you know, a couple of my friends have always been like, like, this friend of mine the other day was like, I feel like you need to work like in a lab. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's like the side of me that feels so interested in science, but I never really like went there. In a lot of ways, because there were pieces of science that were communicated to me through the public school education that it was understood in my religion that we were not allowed to be curious about and we were not allowed to believe scientific data. And it's fascinating to me to like discover who I am as I break down those belief systems, because I am a person who would have loved like I like want to go back in time and go to school again yeah, so that I could like be free to understand that better. And instead I have to like go back and learn some of those things now through a different lens of that's not smothered in judgment and, and the church's truth. And like, it's crazy to go back and think about that.
1: I'm just going to say that any organized structure that says you do not have access to right and wrong except through us is not truth. and is not the whole truth. And just like they said, last time we talked about how, belief in systems like that lead to violence because they aren't the truth and they are denying the, your ability to access the truth, even though inside of you is the truth is everything. And that will, that you do not need a gatekeeper.
0: So do you know, when we started this podcast and you said, let's do this, I was really excited. And then when we were going to start it, I was like, well, don't share my last name. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The root of that, honestly, is that like, I haven't, even in this moment, I'm petrified that my parents would ever listen to this because they would be shocked at my topics of discussion or shocked that I was a part of something like this. My parents too. So we can't let them find out that we're doing it. <laughs> no, I mean, I think. No, but like for real, please <laughs> don't tell anyone my last name.
1: I, I, uh, I, I hear that and I hear the weight of it and I, I understand it. I mean, I'm a gay man. I get it.
0: But do you feel like a. Like I sometimes feel like a child, like don't it's like sometimes like I'll be like, you're an adult (laughs) and I'm like, oh, okay, I could do what I want. Yeah, you can do what you want. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, not too much of what you want. Right.
1: And It's, it's it's right. And that that to me, I mean, growing up super religious and those restrictions of you can't do what you want because it it's uncomfortable and weird is not what they say. You can't do that because the church says that's wrong or my belief says that that's wrong. So you can't do that. It, there's no talk about this makes me uncomfortable and I'm unclear and I don't understand. And let's talk about it so I can understand that doesn't happen. And you know, for what? the most so part many
0: of those years, I felt so uncomfortable and I couldn't ever put my finger on why I did. And I just blindly trusted the adults around me. And I don't blame them for that. They right. were just doing what they knew how to do. And they were doing what they felt was the best for me. And I I don't hold resentment about that. But it it's bizarre to look back and think that. Like, you felt that all along. And I also felt the elements that felt really real. But when it came, it was always when it came to the rules that I would get uneasy in my body. It was never when it was like connection with
1: the- You feel God. Yeah, you, that. yeah. it was
0: never right. that. It was always around the rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mind
1: boggling, huh?
0: I wasn't allowed to believe in science. (laughs) That fucks me up.
1: It's, it's, yeah. Okay. We invite you to view yourself from this, from the perspective of your highest self, from your most connected self. How would you understand your behaviors, your mistakes? This is the relationship that needs to, that needs the most work in your life. We invite you to connect to your highest self, not for the changing of the relationships with others and your world, but with your relationship with yourself. Once this relationship is equalized, rectified and understood, all relationships with others will correct to their best state.
0: Can you read that one more time?
1: We invite you to connect with your higher self, Not for the changing of relationships with others and your world, but with your relationship with yourself. Once this relationship is equalized, rectified, and understood, all relationships with others will correct to their best state. Understand this is- That
0: is just really intense to digest.
1: Yes, and I'm going to give more information about this. Okay, please. I mean
0: that is a really powerful message.
1: Incredibly powerful. It's and like
0: that feels like you know how sometimes you say something from them. I'm like, oh, that's a root one.
1: Yes. Yeah. This is a root. Okay. Um, I'm going to finish the paragraph yep, and please. then um, understand this is not an either or, or all or nothing path. It works gradually, and healing in other relationships does bring healing to yourself. But the most direct way to align relationships is to rectify and understand the relationship between your higher self. And who you are here on this planet. So,
0: oh man, was that the whole thing? No, there's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's more, but I need to talk about this topic because they give me little pieces of this, a better understanding, and I, and I think writing it is very difficult for me to interpret. Talking about it is a little bit easier for me, okay? Because I get to, I don't know.
0: None of it is easier for me, but I just am trying to grasp it. It's these are huge concepts.
1: This idea. And, and their message to me, their, their communication to me comes constantly with this encouragement to when we try to tap into our highest self or when they're asking you to connect to your higher self, there is this understanding. And they, they always say to me, no one can see you. Don't worry. No one can see you because they are aware that when we enter into that space connecting to the infinite infinite connecting to 100% congruence ease peace with self with just with the universe when we okay. connect and understand and the, and touch that okay and allow that to fill us and and I mean I don't even mean like taking us over I mean like we can put our finger on it and go, oh, I can touch this small corner of it. We naturally compare our behavior here to that.
0: And then does self-judgment enter there?
1: And so then what happens is shame. Okay. What happens is uh, regret, uh, frustration, uh, sadness, uh, recognition of our sort of contrast behavior and a lot of people can't Uh. hold those two concepts in in their one being. It is too difficult. So So
0: it's kinda like, let me open this door and let in a little bit of this light around this connection with source and us all being one energetic being, for lack of better understanding or word Mm -hmm. to use. Mm -hmm. But when I do that, I also, in contrast, will look at all of the things that I have been in my human experience up until this point. And in that contrast, shame and guilt and all of these self judgments flood in and it makes us kind of want to close the door. Right. But instead, I hear you and them saying, don't close the door. No one is actually observing that same experience and so you don't have anything to be afraid of. In fact, maybe you could love yourself through that because it's actually part of the human experience.
1: Yes. It, Holy <laughs> shit.
0: I got to go now. <laughs> I don't my brain. I just felt my brain like go, that's all we can get today. No more reading. So Holy shit, James. Yes.
1: So to to continue with to continue with your um metaphor. It's like you open the door a little bit and a little bit of light comes in. And instead of having a pristine, clean bedroom. Oh, you, no, there's dust. <laughs> you see the dust. You see the clothes that are all about. You see the disorganization. You see the books piled up. You see your mess. And they are reminding you, no one sees that mess except for you. So don't close the door. Don't close the door.
0: It's part of it. It's part it's of it. It's
1: part of it. You. You have to see that you and you have to accept it. And which is when you don't accept it, all that little piles of mess that you have in your room are creating the conflict you have with the person that it, that, that you have an argument with because they're touching that mess in your room. Wait, say that again. Because they, inside of them, you're recognizing the mess in your own room and how that mess is close is what they're reflecting to you is similar to what you believe the mm. mess in your room is. So you're reacting from a fearful hide. I don't have that mess in my room. Like they're going to see. Or they're exposed. They're making you feel it in yourself. And that's the only reason we have that conflict with other people is because we have it in our room.
0: I'm not going to make it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: so make that, it. that's taking it one step beyond. Okay. But the the they're they say don't stop. No one can see the room. You are the only person. So don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of judgment. Don't be scared of what people are gonna say. Don't be scared of of reactions. Like it or doesn't response. make you
0: like it doesn't make you not worthy of that light coming in. Those those things that are those messes that are in the room. Cause like the self-judgment will be like, oh, see all this shit. You actually can't access this. You open the door to access this other part and you can't. But what you're saying is, is like we all have it, and it's actually part of our human experience. That's human.
1: That room is a human, and so nobody has a clean room. Nobody, not one person. Nobody has a clean room.
0: I I don't. (laughs) This is fucking me up. So I mean, it really is. Yeah,
1: and so that they're they are imploring every time we talk about this. It's it's okay. No one can see it. It's
0: kind of like when people say self-love is the most important thing. You're like, yeah, I get it. You're like, oh, that's a different level of getting it. Like that is, that is self-love. It's like being like, I'm going to love myself through the light shining on all this shit. And I'm not going to let that shit make me close the door.
1: And, and so what they're going to ask us to do later is how do we clean the room?
0: Okay, let's go. I want to hear this actually. And now I'm curious because I was like, okay, what do you do with that?
1: Right. So understanding no one can see what you're reflecting on. So it's okay to look at it. And it's okay to under, to accept, it's okay to accept your- Sweat, sh- my palms are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to accept your humanness. It can live with your connection. That's why we're here. Those two things occur at the same time. It's when you deny your connection because of your humanness that there's a problem.
0: I mean, is my therapist going to get fired? (laughs) I don't, I don't know what else to ask you. I'm just going to keep, no, I'm just kidding, but go ahead. It's, I mean, it's that I feel like I could sit on that concept for the rest of my life and still learn new things every time I think, thought about it. Yes. It's not something that you just get. I feel like that has to, that concept probably evolves into new understanding your entire life.
1: Exactly. And how much time do people spend avoiding that introspection because they're scared of what they're going to see or Feel. Well, I, thats
0: petrifying.
1: Yes. And if, what they're saying is it doesn't have to be because Well,
0: then you throw the organized religion on there where, when you make a mistake, you must go confess to another person. You must, I mean, guilt is a real thing in religion. So, okay. I'm going to say this and I know I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm just gonna, well, maybe I kind of <laughs> know. No, It's like the religion doesn't let you open that door. In a way, you're not really allowed. I mean, in religion, like the rules are, you're not, I mean, if you make them. They want
1: you to, but the door looks like this and what's on the other side looks like this. And if it doesn't look like this, you're doing it wrong. wrong.
0: Ouchie. That's an ouchie.
1: And what my guides say is that everyone's door is unique to them and everyone's room is unique to them. And we're all accessing the same thing. We're all opening the door to the same thing. And what that reveals in me. Is so there's no such
0: thing as generalization of that because.
1: Other than we're all connected to the same thing and we're all the same person.
0: Oh man. <laughs> right. When I was catching on, you're like, actually, we're going to put you back. In but, place. Uh,
1: but again, I, I'm going to go back to, they really want everyone to not be scared to do this because no one can see what you're doing. And the only thing you're going to do is gain. There's no loss in this process. And use that discomfort with what you see to motivate you to deal with it. To motivate you to understand why it's resonating negatively with you.
0: Oh, this is a doozy today. I wasn't anticipating.
1: All right. Um, Okay, so now they're going to say, they're going to give us some direction on how to do this. Okay, I'm ready. Sit with yourself in a quiet space. This this does not even need to be your room. It could be outside, in the shower, or even in your car as you drive to work. So, uh, this is James talking and I'm going to tell you that the reason they say on your drive to work is because it can be done on your drive to work. um, But it's... (laughs) it's once you are familiar with what to do <laughs> it's not like uh, uh, uh just when you're more practiced with it like <laughs> but the point is once you it doesn't have to be this long arduous oh i need 35 minutes of alone i see it can be done just because you shift your consciousness
0: okay that makes sense
1: okay focus on withdrawing your attention from your immediate surroundings Remove your attention from the sensations of what is happening to your body. Focus inward and begin to look for and notice the awareness that there are two yous. The you that is running around, reacting, responding, worrying, managing, and handling. And the you that notices this. Feel the separation. Feel that you have the existence of one versus the other. Notice how they feel different. Practice moving your attention from one to the other. Once you are recognizing the difference, notice how they interpret feelings differently. One is quick and reactive. The noticer is calm, detached, immovable. We invite you to practice this small, short, mindfulness activity throughout the day just notice the difference notice what feels better more calm and more at ease recognize the separation that is all we ask
0: like just that one there's nothing and what i hear you saying is there's nothing to do except digest that concept and that digestion alone will shift your consciousness and that shift in consciousness will create micro changes in your world that one day you'll look back on and go, I thought the Berenstein bears books were really <laughs> healthy for my children. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And Sorry, it- Jan and Stan Berenstein, <laughs> You had good
1: intentions. I know you did, but it's, but it's that simple. Yeah. Can I notice, can okay. I notice the difference?
0: It's a mind bender today. Yes.
1: From this practice, Getting to the feeling of difference and recognizing the feeling that exists about the other will become easier and more readily accessible. It is from this space that you can begin to practice the next steps, which is reviewing encounters in your day and life that trouble you or cause you anger or disruption. So step one is, can I notice the difference? Okay. Can I identify that? Oh, there's a part of me that's like, I need to do this. I'm engaged. I love blah, blah, blah. this person. Not going fast, and this person said something stupid in the line, and blah, 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 that person. Okay. And the you that's like, oh, that that's sort of stupid. Why am I caring so much about this? Mm. Like that doesn't feel important or necessary. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then once we're able to recognize that, then there's the next step, where we get to review. And start to make changes in ourself to strengthen the presence of our highest self in our life. Okay. So for this, we invite you to get to the place of recognition of separateness. So achieve that state. This awareness and recognition and reaction from your soul. Once you are here, then you can bring up a memory and feel through it from the perspective of your highest self. You are allowed to interpret the supernatural You are allowed to interpret the situation through your soul and not your physical humanness. You can feel all of the differences in your reactions. You can feel what your soul would have done and felt, and use it as a guide. Use it to recognize ideal response versus hurtful response. When we say hurtful, we do not always mean hurtful to others. Ooh. This is the work that we invite you to participate in. This is the work that you are being called to do to bring the changes in your planet. It starts with understanding and recognizing your soul's presence and learning how to interpret from that space. We invite you to practice. We will be with you if you ask. Say, I invite my guides to protect and participate with my seeking my soul. We invite you to truly understand the ease with which you can accomplish great shifts in you and your understanding and interpretation of the world around and inside of you. Be lighthearted and joyful in your practice to connect and understand. Your intention to shift to a better place and interaction with your world is the path to get you where you desire to be. Remember, this is not arduous. Your soul is always connected to you. You are the plug that is already in the socket. The electricity is already flowing through you. You just need to recognize its presence. You cannot get it wrong. Trying is the most important part. It is the intention to do better and to seek your truth and the highest part of you that will change you. Always in peace.
0: Ooh, okay, I mean I don't really I don't really know what to say.
1: I I do just want to speak briefly on the last step. Okay. That they talk about so I'm going to.
0: Yeah. Can you just like summarize step one, step two,
1: step three. Step one is to learn the difference. Okay. To, to energetically. Like and
0: soul. Yes. Like, like personality person that you are and soul, which connects to the greater force of all of us being one.
1: The experiencer. Okay. And the person and your Blessing, judgments. Yeah. Okay. Conclusions, all that stuff. So. That's the step one. Can I notice a difference? Okay. How does one feel versus like the other? Like two
0: of these, like I am like, it, there's like two parts of me that exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Step two.
1: Step two is I'm going to get to that place where I'm accessing both. Okay. Where I'm recognizing the difference between both. And ideally you would be able to pull your energy and your attention and live more in the experience soul space, your yeah. highest self space. Okay. And then you get to think of an encounter you had that day or that week or from your childhood. M- my suggestion would be to pick something really small. Like okay. the person that drove in front of me and okay. wouldn't get out of the lane. I'm always going to use driving references. And then you get to react to that same situation because you hold on to the to the emotional memory of it. You know what it felt like inside your body.
0: The personality of who I am, the yes. human of who I am, yes. held on to it in that way and processed it that way.
1: And you know it because you experienced it and you did it. So you can revisit it. You can revisit it and then you get to go, oh, wait a minute. Now that I'm in this better space, or That's a
0: hard way to say it. I yeah, I know what you mean. In this, in this different m- space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now that I'm in a different space and I'm touching on infinity and i'm touching to my connection to everything including the person that was in front of me in that car what is the reaction i have there what is what is that where when you're in that space how do you re- respond to that situation that same situation what's the difference
0: are you asking me?
1: well i mean if you want to comment
0: <laughs> i I think I just want to say that for the rest of the podcast today, I'm just going to sit here with my mouth open and just try to understand it. I know what you're saying, but like, yes, I don't, I, I need to sit with this for like the rest of my life and then <laughs> right. yeah,
1: comment maybe. And that is where they're asking us to go. Okay. Because so much of our life we spend in that human reaction to what happened in my past. How is that informing me now? What do I want in my future? What am I supposed to be doing next? And we,
0: Oprah talks about this as like, and Gary but some of these people talk about that person as the personality. Yeah. It's the personality yeah. that gets in the way of the connection with
1: the soul. Right. So if we look at that same situation.
0: Where I acted out of my personality and then I went through this process of connecting with soul and then reprocessed it, how would the situation or my perception of the shift, situation
1: shift from the soul space, not the personality space? And then what would that reaction look like? Well, I'm not what would there re- yet. Yeah, but what would that <laughs> response feel like? Because you can see it in your yeah. in your mind. You can feel it, that being the operative word. You can feel the difference, how you go,
0: oh, who gives a shit. Yeah.
1: And that is what they're asking us to be more attentive to. And that is understanding, coming up against that and going, well, I was worried that I wasn't going to get to my appointment on time. I was worried that I was going to blah, blah, blah. I was... All those things that enter into that response, you get to you get to begin to understand why you responded that way. Those processes then help to shape future behavior because you can say, "Do, do I want to respond? Which feels better?"
0: Because it will probably feel better to do the other way. Yes.
1: And my my driving scenario <laughs> like I talked before, like my way to get to the soul connection part is to go, "Oh, that person probably has diarrhea."
0: I mean, we've all been there.
1: We have. And that's that's my that's that's how I get to it. Cause I go, Oh yeah, I, I really shouldn't be I should let this person who's riding my tail go in front of me. Cause they probably need to get to the toilet as fast as possible. They don't want to shit in their car. That's a very different part. <laughs> where we share those experiences. No. But and and it's all very, the, that makes sense. and all of the learning about how shitty you are and shitty your response was and how embarrassing your response was and how stupid your responses were only exist in your brain. So there's no threat.
0: So how does that, but how does that clean up the room? That is the process
1: that helps clean up the room. hundred percent. Because what is you, the
0: goal to have a clean room?
1: The goal, or will it always be a little messy? It's always going to have some mess in it. You're not going to be hundred percent f- clean.
0: Okay. So maybe we should just establish that.
1: But, the, the point is that you have access to overcoming the filth in your room, to the disorganization. You have access. So and is you're the access to
0: overcome it and clean it up or the access is to accept it for what it is?
1: Both. Okay. Because understanding it is, is feeling that it doesn't feel as good as feeling is your connection. And overcoming the contrast because the messiness in your room is based on contrast belief. You're different than me and one is better and one is worse. And that door that opens gets to say, no, 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 no. You're all the same. You're all living the same experience. One is not better than the other. And you being able to choose connection and understanding eliminates those feelings, eliminates that disorganization. That's what we're asking to do. And it's very difficult to overcome that contrast if that door isn't open. Because you can't see the mess that's creating the contrast. Wow. So open those doors, people. (sighs) God, (laughs) To all those fellow experiences out there. Just, uh, we would love to hear how this is going for you. Email. James at the dot I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear what's going on with you. I um, would love to hear people's experiences with this because it could help us in our own journey. Everybody's. Please let us know. Yeah. yeah. I'd love it. Uh questions, all those things. So uh, I think we've given you enough today to digest
0: <laughs> for the rest of your human existence for mine. Anyway, I'll just speak for myself.
1: All right. So uh, everyone have a great week. I'm James.
0: I'm Katie. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.